My name is Monica Gleberman, and you're listening to Silence On Set Podcast. On today's podcast, we're talking to Josh Dallas from Netflix's hit show, Manifest. We're talking about season four, part two, including that epic series finale. When we come back, Ben and Savi attempt to collaborate with the registry authorities, which only leads to dire results for the passengers and all of their loved ones. So to talk about the show, we decided to bring on Josh Dallas. And just to give you a little warning, first of all, make sure that you go and watch all of the episodes before you listen to this because there are major spoilers. And second, we started talking before I hit the record button, which Josh reminded me to hit. So when you start listening to it, you're going to hear us in the middle of a conversation. But just to give you a little background, and I think I mentioned it during the recording, I have a headpiece on that was representing Once Upon a Time and paying homage to Josh Dallas and his amazing career. And Josh was looking around for something to represent manifest in the video version of this interview. So that's what you kind of walk into when you listen to us. So if it sounds like we're in the middle of a conversation, don't worry, nothing is wrong with your podcast. That's how it started. And I wanted to leave it that way because of something fun that we ended up doing. So to talk about the show, and like I said, the finale, here's the one and only Josh Dallas. I know we have a dark one dagger somewhere in this house, but I have no idea where it is. But since you're wearing the sort of once upon a time headbandy kind of thing, whatever yeah. you want to call that, which looks very nice, Thank I'll you. do some manifest for this, which I have right here. So, oh, glasses. Oh, you look so cute. Look <laughs> at that's Ben Stone right there. There he is. I love He's it. Back. So, literally, for anyone that randomly starts listening to us, we were in the midst of me wearing a headband to bring on Once Upon a Time from our last interview, and you brought in a Ben Stone. I got some Ben Stone glasses here. If I find any, if I think of anything Once Upon a Time, I'll bring it up, but I don't think I have. I'm not cool enough to have anything manifest. I couldn't steal a plane, like, you know, get something cool. We need to send you something. At least like a ticket, like an airline ticket for Montego 828. My gosh, that'd be so cool. I would frame that. I love, can I, we should interview (laughs) as Ben Stone. You look so cute with the glasses, by the way, which is so not fair. I mean, it's so infuriating that you can look that good all the time. Thanks, Monica. I mean, that's, that's very kind and nice of you. Well, I'm so happy to see you. Me, same here. Same here. Well, What's been happening? Oh, you know, a little thing called, like, <laughs> I watched the whole show. I cried. Wow. You've seen it. Wait, you've seen all 10 episodes? Yes. And by the way, everybody wow. keeps yelling at me because none of you guys have seen it. So everyone's like, what do you mean? You saw the, how did it look? And I spoke to JR yesterday and he was like, what did it look like? Was this kept in? Was this kept in? And so we were just like going on and on about all these scenes. But yeah, I've seen all of them. Well, I I, I, ha- I have now seen them all. I But okay, I was good. in an interview a few weeks ago and I hadn't seen them all. And I was talking about a very pivotal sort of secret scene, like a tag scene that happens at the very end from the finale. And I started talking about this scene and they were like, we, we don't know what you're talking about. And it was, it never made it, but there is somewhere out there mm-hmm. a secret scene 
that was going to be like post credit. Oh my God. Well, like we got to talk about Like that. a Marvel movie. Yeah, we'll have to talk about um, that when we get I there. I mean, I don't know. I Listen, I'm not at liberty to tell you what that scene was, but, but you if were there in ever it. was a manifest sequel, I was not in it. You were not in I it? I was not in it. Okay. I was not in it, but it did It did include some very key key characters to our story. And uh, who knows? Who knows if it ever finds the light of day? Maybe it will somewhere on Netflix or or something like that. But... I'm just saying, there is a, a secret scene out there somewhere. It could be a sequel down the road, maybe, one day. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I'll be there. If Jeff Rake wants the right word it, that he wants me to say, I am there anytime, anywhere he wants. You're getting really good at this, of like the secrets, which is why I'm so excited because we could talk about it, but you're really good at being like, yeah, so, you know, maybe one day. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I mean, as far as a sequel goes, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. I've definitely heard rumblings and there ha- I, I rumblings of talking. I know there's only talking. So, oh, and I don't know what it would be. I don't know what it would be, who would include what it would include. Maybe it's in the future. Maybe it's Eden at 21 years old. I don't know. You're just here to break the internet. I know you. You're here to break the internet. Because did you see really quickly, and I'm sorry, Cole, because I know we're going to go over it. I could already tell. But did you see, I responded, I responded to you because you tweeted, someone had figured out that the photo, which was so ingenious, was not you and Olive, was not Ben and Olive. And you tweeted out a photo, and I wrote back to you, and I was like, Joshua, like you cut your head off but I was like it's so obviously you you didn't give away who you were holding but like but you were spotted and I was like I was like oh my gosh I was like what is he doing and I, I just started cracking up because I was like now he just made it a flurry so everybody was like what does this mean what does it mean is that him is it not him and they just started all going and I was like he's just loving that he just caused like pure chaos on I, I was like I know this I know he loves it yeah, I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe that picture of that drawing that was in the book of you know, someone carrying a burning body, maybe it wasn't Ben and Olive to begin with. I mean, it was in that one episode, but maybe it wasn't what it was meant to be, or maybe it was. Maybe it was. <laughs> we'll have to see. Well, you, you caused a But you know. Oh, you know. I know. Yeah. So we could talk about it because this is coming out after okay. the show. So we could talk about it. Well, yeah, I guess that was sort of a, it was a, you know, a pre, a pre sort of cursor to, you know, Ben and Angelina and that story, you know, I, I was thinking about it um, not long ago, you know, about those two characters and how important, you know, the character of Angelina was for Ben and for his sort of evolution and um you know thinking about heroes and villains and how they are the same mm-hmm. heroes and villains are the same they come from the exact same place and it's usually a place of pain and it's only about what they do with that pain um you know villains will take that pain and say i want to make sure that everyone else feels exactly what i felt and a hero will take that pain and go and goes, I want to try to make sure that nobody else feels what I felt. And it's, 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 
slight difference, but it's a huge difference. And um, I think he really wrestled with uh, that idea um, then throughout this last season, throughout all seasons. And, you know, his, his sort of evolution of, of, of um, going from skeptic to believer uh, was really helped along by Angelina, I, I think, I feel. Well, okay, so let's jump into it because I have so many questions for you as usual. So how has Ben, uh, I'm saying, yeah, so how has Ben Stone changed from the end of part one into part two or even into the last few minutes of part two? Sure. Yeah, you know, I think, great question. You know, I think at the beginning of part one, season four, we, of course, saw him in a, in a, uh, a terrible place, a really terrible place, a really low place where I think um, a lot of his sense of self was just obliterated and, you know, napalmed out. You know, it was desolate and it was apocalyptic in many ways for him. Um, but I, and I think throughout part one, he was struggling with finding himself again and I by the end of part one you know he's still sort of in that place he starts coming out of it he starts finding a way to um I don't want to say back to himself but finding a way to himself Um, because I think he discovers a new version of himself by the time we get to the very last episode of part two and i think throughout part two he's still struggling with this sense of identity how does he lead um how does he lead in the situation that they find themselves in you know uh, because you know as a result of angelina's actions at the end of part one part two opens up with the passengers and their callings under even more scrutiny and even more intense observation, as you see from the detention center from the A2H, A28 registry. You know, the passengers uh, find themselves in a situation of isolation and extreme surveillance, and the callings are no longer theirs to investigate amongst themselves. And that causes major hurdles for Michaela and Ben and Sambi as the death date is just rapidly approaching. And um, I think he struggles with this idea of it's all connected some, a lot. And is he, is he doing it just to save his own family, to save his own ass, to save just the people he loves, or is he doing it for the greater good? And I think he struggles with that idea um, a lot. And I think in the end, as we go back to what we were saying in the beginning, I think Angelina is a person that really shows him the way and shows him the path of forgiveness, of um, belief, and the idea of we're all in this together. We're all in the same lifeboat. And I think he really, you know, he, although he says it so much, throughout 
the seasons that we're all in this, it's all connected, you know, once he discovers that, I don't think it's until that very moment with Angelina at the end where he has that gun pointed at him, where he, where he really realizes it. And he makes a decision there. And I think that spurs him on until the, until the end. And, and in many ways for many of the characters, but the way that I think of it has been the very end, it's not the end. It's actually the beginning. And I think it's, it's, it's a new, um, it's a new beginning. It, it's the start of a whole new story for him and for all those characters, because they get that thing that we all wish we could have sometimes. And that's a second chance, but a second chance with the knowledge of everything that came before in all four seasons. And what a amazing thing to jump off, manifest the sequel. Right? <laughs> That was a great segue. You've been doing this a while, haven't you? <laughs> You've been doing interviews for quite a bit. Um, no, but I I agree with you. You're so you're so right. And I'm gonna try not to make you cry because apparently I've been making everyone. So I got I had I'm two for two so far. Um, okay. I had Daryl crying that you and Daryl was so funny. He was going no no no. No, 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 stop. And I was like, okay, okay, I'll stop. And then JR was, he was like, I didn't cry, I'm fine. But then he was sniffling like during, and I was like, dude, I was like, get it to you, it's fine. Like, it's okay. Um, so I have messages for you, first of all, really quickly. So Daryl spoke so highly of you and said how oh, amazing I you were and how you were such a great leader and you were so fantastic to work with. And he told me some fun stories and he was like, Josh would always be up to something. And like, he'd be pushing us on a cart and we'd be all running around. And he was always laughing and always amazing. So he got like a little emotional about the two of you and the relationship between the two of you and that you're his brother. Stop already. Stop it. Stop it. (laughs) I told you, I make everyone cry. And um, then JR was talking about how much he loves you and that he's just going to miss you so much. And he also told me to pass along that you have to play golf and that he's not as good as you think he is. So he said to please, (laughs) please play golf with him. But look at him. But look at him. I I know know all of you guys, you you follow him on social media. Look at that guy. I wouldn't even walk next to him. I wouldn't even walk on a hill next to him. Like, I mean, it would just be good. No. (laughs) No, but I am going to play golf with him. Absolutely. And I can't wait to see him. And, Daryl, I mean, Daryl is, I love, I, I love them both dearly, dearly, dearly. And I'm going to, you know, I miss them all the time. You know, the end, the end of this series, that last episode was, it was so emotional for so many reasons. It was all going off on so many different levels. And, you know, look, I, I'm, and emotional don't ever let them tell you that boys don't cry because i cry clearly all the time and you've seen ben stone even very emotional and uh but that last episode was so emotional because we were saying goodbye to these characters we were saying goodbye to the story but we were also saying goodbye to this family that we've created over these past five years 
And we did a, and they filmed it, and I'm sure it's going to come out somehow, but I'm kind of hoping, I wish I could see it beforehand, because we did a, a table read of the final episode that we that, that Netflix filmed, and I was ridiculous. I was crying throughout the entire thing. I like, I couldn't get a handle on it. I couldn't control myself because not only was I reacting to what was going on in the script, because it was the first time that I was seeing what the end was going to be. Um, you know, I was, it was the last time we were going to do that. And it was the last time we were going to feel, film those scenes. And um, it was the last time those two characters were going to speak together. It was the last time we were going to, and yeah, it was really emotional. And I, I love, that whole group, you know, we had this scene, Daryl and I had this scene. I can't even remember what episode it was now in the, in part two, you'll know where um, basically they're splitting up in the detention center. And yeah, he talked about it. Doesn't it's know. So funny. Yes. Would you guys at the, at the fence? fence? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And we were separated and he didn't know whether he was going to see his kids ever again. He didn't know if he was going to see Vance ever again. He didn't know quite what was happening, except he pretty much thought that that was it. And um, there were so many things at play there. And just to look in Daryl's face, he's just, he's such a brilliant actor, but he's such a brilliant guy. And just to look in his eyes and to say those great words that are writer's road and to have that situation come to that moment, it was, it was a, a, a scene I'll remember shooting my whole life. And, and I'm just so glad that I got to do it with Daryl. And, um, you know, it was a, it was the, it, it, it was the sort of apex of, Vance and Ben's relationship all the way through. It was the subtext of, you know, Ben and all of his family and his kids and, and Athena and, or Grace and, and, and Sanvi and his sister and I, all those things wrapped into one. And it was, I, I, it was a very satisfying scene to shoot as an actor. And uh, I love Daryl so much and I'm going to see him tomorrow and I can't wait. I know everyone's so excited about it. Um, Daryl brought up that scene as well and said how much that he felt like uh, he, he was like, I don't know if I could get through it. I couldn't look at him. That's what he was saying. Like, he couldn't look at you because like, <laughs> when I looked at him, he's like, I start crying. Like, he's like, I just couldn't look at him. And he was like, we got, but we got through it. But I mean, so yeah. I want to talk about, so obviously this season, there's a lot that goes on. I'm just going to pick up on a few things so that we could talk about like the last two episodes. Cause I think that that's like the major um, moments of, the, of the show overall in terms of ending and how do you end a show where it's not lost? And, and it was funny, Daryl, I was like, Daryl, how old are you? Cause he went game of Thrones and I was like, or like, you know, something a little like more recent, like we could pick another show, but he was like, I wanted to just make sure it ended really well. And I was like, it, it, it hit everything. But I will say this, Jeff is mean. Because so many fans are going to be so upset with how some relationships look as we head into, as the episodes go on. So I got to bring up, I mean, Sanvi and Ben Stone yep. get a little alone time. Yep. 
And the yep. fans are going to freak out, but then they're not together in the end, which, you know, and we'll get to that part. But are you worried that people are going to see that and be like, oh, my God, yes, they're going to be together. And then you guys aren't. Or are you happy that they at least get to see them have a little sex? I'm just going to say it. Have a little sex on screen. <laughs> that they get to they, see. <laughs> they, they get a little love in it. They get a little love in it. You know, it, I think not everyone's going to be happy. I think some people will be happy, but this is what I have to say about those two. And look, they're cut from the same cloth. They are great friends and they have a deep, deep love for one another. And, you know, I think grace for Ben was his true love, is his true love. And his sort of eye of the hurricane. And um, a great friendship is as good and as important as true love. And I think we find Sambi and Ben who are so much cut from the same cloth at a moment in time where they are hungry and in need. And I don't want to say desperate because that's the, the wrong kind of word, but the feeling is right for um, a connection that is outside of everything that's going on. Um, but is also something that is safe and a place where the two of them can go and um, feel better just for a moment, just for a, 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 even if it is just a moment where they can just feel better and good and safe. And I think that that moment for them, and I think that's what they provide for one another. And I think that deep love, which that deep friendship, which, which is just as important and just as valuable as true love, mm -hmm. um, is, is, is what they have. And um, yeah, I, I think it was a, a beautiful moment. And they have that, you know, that great scene, you know, by the fire pit you know, in the, was it the second to last episode, I can't remember where they sort of lay it out and they sort of understand um, what it is and, um, and, and also honor the, 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 the fact that they are um, forever deeply, deeply um, connected to one another. Such a good answer. But not everybody's going to be happy. <laughs> Well, I don't think it's I don't think it's that, though, because of how you guys ended the show. So and you led into a perfect scene, which is what everyone was talking about, the very emotional behind the scenes camping day, because it sounds like it was very emotional for the actors. Everybody I've talked to was like, I was a mess. I was like, it was horrible. But, um, you know, you all came together and you so basically we're at the second to last episode We're we're at the pinnacle. The death date is approaching and you guys all come together and are like, listen, we're, we're supposed to be here. We're going to camp here. We're going to figure it out. 
we this might be the end of us. I don't know. And so you guys all camp together. And a lot of things get resolved, including even like, you know, Mick and her relationship. And just everyone starts having some realizations after years of um, working on the callings. I think about themselves and they start like looking inward and going, Mm. oh, wait a minute. Some of these callings, I think, were for us. And I think you were the one. I think Ben is the one that says something like. And I was like, yes, Ben, you you could deliver a speech, Josh. I was like, yes, Ben, because you said something like. Um, you know, we chose to be good people. We chose to answer the callings. We chose to do all this. And then you, Ben says something like, you know, and I wish more people would do that. So, Mm. you know, and he does this like, you know, such a beautiful line about it. And so I was like, yes. And then we lead into the last episode where this plane comes out of nowhere and everyone gets on the plane. And I was going, oh my gosh, like, you know, I'm freaking out and I'm going, I don't know what's going to happen. So the plane comes out of nowhere and everyone gets on the plane and it's all down to Ben to decide, is he going to forgive this woman and have her on this plane or not? And then he decides to do it and he forgives her, brings her on this plane. And then all of the people that internally forgave themselves or became better people or learned from this experience made it irrelevant where you guys were. It was irrelevant how long you guys had been gone. I didn't, I didn't care about any of those things. Like it wasn't like a lost thing where I needed to know every answer. I could care less. It was all about what you guys were talking about in terms of humanity as humans. Mm -hmm. And for the people that did not do as well and did not change like (laughs) they should have kind of blew up. Um, and and I just thought it was such a beautiful metaphor for humanity. And this door opens. I'm rushing because we're probably out of time. Nicole's going to yell at me. But the door opens. You're all right. You're and- all right. We're okay. We're okay. Aren't we, Cole? We're okay. We can go a little over. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. So um, yeah, yeah. and then the door opens. It's all white. So then, of course, I'm freaking out. By the way, I'm crying at this point. And, yeah. and, and I love Mick, too, by the way, which she's so cute because she just goes, I think we're just supposed to walk. And I'm going, yeah, that would be my first thought. Like, it's completely yeah. white. We're in the air. Let's just yeah. walk outside. Yeah. But she goes, I think we're going to just like, I think we need to walk. And so you guys all walk out and then you kill me because you walk out into the airport all dressed like from season one which i found out i yeah. thought it was, i thought it was filmed in season one and then ellen told me she was like oh no we we redressed ourselves and so you guys look exactly the same and walk out and you're like wait a minute where are we what year is this and you landed just how you were supposed to land five years ago yeah. and then i'm like yeah. bawling. okay yeah. i'm like completely bawling and then on top of that we see Ben take off and run and who's standing there, but Mm. Grace and Mm. his kids that are young with Cal not remembering as part Mm. of his, for as part of his sacrifice to have a child. Stop it. You're making me go again. I told you (laughs) it was twice. That's twice. (laughs) It was so beautiful. So what did that feel like having a show? And I mean, between that and I'll, and again, I'm like rushing really quickly, but then also with Mick, I loved how she spoke to Jared and, and kind of realized like, listen, I come to you when I'm in pain. This is not good. There's someone for you. I came to you after I lost my husband 
that wasn't the right thing to do. I came to you before this flight when I lost somebody close to me on my best friend. That's not good. There is a perfect person for you. And what's interesting is he doesn't question it. I think he feels it. And so he agrees with her. And then she takes off running because she goes, oh, my God. And and for a second, I go, why is she running? And I love when she bumps into one of the flight, like, you know, one of the people on the flight, the passengers. And she goes, here's your wife on the phone. And like, like gives them <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, because they all know each other so well. And she yeah. takes off running and she's looking in cabs. And then all of a sudden it clicked in me. And I went, he was in a cab. And then like she yeah. runs to the cab and then she finds him and gets in. And she just starts talking to him like they've been married. And he and yeah. again he looks at her like she's crazy, but then he goes, "All right, like I'll try." Like I don't know, I feel like I know you, and I just I just lost it. I lost it. No. The way that you grab Athena's face, Grace, and the like, and the kissing like of her face, and just the appreciation of seeing her, and the knowledge mm. that you did everything you were going to do, that your kids are running around to be kids. So all of that was a good person. I think that, I mean, first of all, bravo. That's exactly <laughs> what I got from all of it. And I'm so happy that you got all of that from, from, from watching it. And, and um, I think it's the perfect ending. But now that you know, I don't think of it as an ending. I think of it as a beginning. And I think, um, you know, the Jeff Rake and the writers just, I mean, they did such a brilliant job of exactly what you're saying, reflecting humanity back to us through these characters. And that's what the best writing does. And, um, you know, this idea that we do need to reach out and understand the other and understand where they're coming from so we can somehow have a conversation. You know, the passengers are very much othered in our story. And there's a lot of fear based around them. And there's always fear about something you don't know. Mm -hmm. And I think that's happening a lot in our world. And it happens a lot in our society. And the writers were clearly very hip and sensitive to that idea and really wanted to reflect that in the storytelling and with these characters and you know i love that you picked up on the idea that pal is pal with no memory of what happened and it's the greatest gift that i could imagine that character getting is his childhood which he never had he never ever had it and now he gets it and now he gets that life to live without the knowledge of everything, which I think is so beautiful because he is a kid and he gets to now grow up in a world and this world uh, that he now finds himself in and discover it um, on his own without all of this other stuff. And Ben now gets to go back and Michaela and all those characters get to go back into the world um, and have a second chance, but with the knowledge of what has happened. And, you know, again, that goes back to the differences between heroes and villains. You know, it's about what you do with, it's about what you do and the actions you take with the knowledge that you have. So, you know, my hope is that they, they live it differently 
and they live it with a, and especially Ben, he lives it with a broader view and open, a more uh, open heart, a more, um, a, a more awareness of the other and that they're all in it together. And um, hey, we'll see in the sequel if that's true or not. <laughs> You're so funny. Um, but I have to commend you. I mean, like I said, I cried so hard. And for a show like this to Aww. end, it's very difficult to nail it. I think, you know, people are, are going to, with any show like this, you go, oh, this wasn't right. This wasn't right. The way that it ended and the way that Jeff did and how everyone kind of did it together, all the storyline was irrelevant because of the overall arching humanity. And that's what made it mm. so beautiful and so perfect and i was so happy that oh. everything they had been through they and, and that they remember it because they will take it with them but for the mm. fact that nobody else does and then they were given the second chance was just like one of the most beautiful things so i was ugly crying you did such oh. a good job with it it's so good oh. it is so good thank you so much thank you so much monica oh, that, that makes me so happy i just i that just love you so happy. much I think um, Cole said I have one, time for one more question. I was going to ask you yeah. some fan questions, but I know you're running late because I know you have another interview. So um, we'll have to schedule again so I can ask you some fan questions. I got a hundred. You probably saw you were tagged in them. I got hundreds of questions for you. Um, but maybe guess, I'll hop on and I'll answer some too at some point. Yeah. Like maybe we could do like a quick, quick thing or something. But yeah. um I guess I, it's so hard to end because I don't want to say goodbye to like, it's, which is so ridiculous because I mean, you're going to keep acting. It's not like you're going somewhere. And, and I did this for once upon a time too. I think I was like crying in our last interview. Like I just, I get very emotional because like I get attached. Um, I get it. I get it. I'm attached. I was attached. You should have seen me. I was a mess. I was a mess when we were filming. I'm, I'm sure, like, I, I don't know how you got through it. But I wanted to ask you, I guess the last question, and it's a two-parter that I always do to you, which is, um, were you happy, obviously, with how it ended and how you feel where Ben Stone is at this point in his life? And for the fans, you know, I always like to give you a moment to, like, say something to them. You have very passionate fans that are in love with the show that are, like, bittersweetly counting down. Like, some are, like, super excited, but also, like, really upset that it's, like, ending. So, um, <laughs> other than the sequel that you're going to, people are going to kill me when I put this out. Other than the sequel that might come out, um, I want to make sure to give you a chance to say anything to them because we love you and it's very 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 hard you've made it very difficult to say goodbye to the stone family uh, you know what it's funny you say that because netflix they wanted me to they had this great idea this request of this countdown you know of days to when it premieres you know when it comes on and you know some of our you know, some of our actors have been doing like selfies with signs saying you know three more days you know two more days whatever and i didn't want to do it and I said that I wasn't going to do it and I, I haven't done it. And I now realize that I've been thinking about it. I think it's because I don't actually want to say goodbye to it. <laughs> so I just said, no, 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 I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. It's so I haven't done it. So I think, I think it. for that reason, but, um, you know, I think the ending is a lot of things. I think it is, it's, it's, it's got aspects that are terrifying. It has aspects aspects that are super surprising and it definitely has parts to it that are super emotional and um 
I think in regards to am I happy with where Ben has ended up, and I absolutely am. You know, I think he's gone on a big journey of, you know, going from skeptic to believer. And I think that's been a seesaw all the way through. I think he's had moments of identity crisis <laughs> all the way through. And I think he has, by the end, evolved to a new place. You know, he's still Ben Stone and he's still that same character, but he is older and wiser from what he's been through. And I think he's ended, and, and I keep saying he, he's, it's not his end, it is, it's his beginning, it's like his birth. And I find that to be a really exciting place for him. And I'm really happy for him. And I'm happy that he's landed in this place. Um, even with all the shit and everything that they've been through and what he's been through, um, it was necessary um, to shake him out of his blinders so he could open his eyes to the world and open his heart to not only the world and not only to the people his, he loves, but open his heart to himself. And um, I think it's a great way to end for that character. And I think it's a great way, like you said, a great way for all of these characters to end um, because ultimately it isn't about answering every little thing along the way, but answering that big question of where is your humanity and where does it live inside you? And how important that is to, um, I feel like I'm going to cry now, um, how important that is to um, take into the world, to be open to everyone. Yeah. And how ironic is it that the fresh start is something that I think we all need and the humanity that you just brought up and not needing the little details is how we should all be living life. Because who cares about yes. the details, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, and, and that's what's so amazing. The little the, and speaking of little details, they're not little details. They're big details, huge details. Um, that's our fans, the manifestors. They are the detail that makes all of this worth it. Because we make it for them. You know, I've said that before. I've said it many times. And the fact that this group of people, these manifestors, have been with us since the beginning and took these characters and this story into their hearts um, in such an amazing, passionate, intelligent way is mind-blowing to me. You know, I, you know, as an actor, you know, I want to do things that engage people. And I want to do things that people watch. I want as many people watching what I do as possible. It's why I do what I do. You know, I want people to see it. And the fact that so many have taken this show on 
um, into their lives is mind blowing to me every single time. I feel so grateful and have so much uh, gratitude towards um, the fans, the manifestors, um, that I can't ever really express, uh, except to keep making things that hopefully they uh, come along on the ride with with me. So um, thank you, thank you to all of our fans. I love you. Well, I just want to say I love you so much. I don't want to cry oh, now. Thank you. <laughs> don't cry, Monica. Don't cry. <laughs> but I love you so much. You did such a great job with this role. You've done such a great job in your career. You're an amazing father, amazing human being, amazing husband. Trust me. I, I message G all the time. I'm always like, how's everything going? I'm always checking in with you guys. Um, You're just yeah. an amazing human. And everybody on the show has told me nothing less. And I just want to thank you for continuing to be the guy I met you before once upon a time started through to the guy now where you never changed. You're always sweet. You're such a beautiful person. You're always has a big smile on your face and you make these projects that get us emotionally invested and heart wrenching and try to kill us. But in the end we, we love them and we're obsessed with them and we're obsessed with you. And I want to thank you for all the hard work that you put into the show because I could tell that it was extremely demanding and you just, I mean, you just hit it nonstop. You're in almost every scene, practically. And you hit every single scene like it was the first day, no matter what you were feeling, whether you were sick, whatever the case was. And you just made it what it is. And I, I don't know what else to say other than how much I love you and the yeah. amount of time that you put into it. And I'm going to miss seeing Ben Stone every day. And I just want to thank oh. you. And off to your next huge hit. We'll, we'll be talking for another 10 years on your next thing. Well, fingers crossed, and thank you so much. I'm so grateful for your words and what you just uh, what you just said, and humbled by them. and And thank you very much for for coming along and hanging out with me all these years. Well, thank you so much, and I love that we did this with uh, Ben Stone glasses and my. I know. I guess, <laughs> yeah, me too. I guess we can now say Ben Stone out. Oh my gosh, right? I'm so sad. Don't do it. No. Don't make me cry. Not, okay, I go right. You're right. You're right. I won't do it. I won't do it. <laughs> not yet. We're not ready. We're not ready. <laughs> We're not ready. We're not ready. So thank you so much for spending time and taking time to talk with me um, and going over. You know how much I adore you. I love you. I will tweet to you and maybe we could do like an Instagram live or something fun where we could answer fan questions at a later time. So I know you have a million things going on, but I just we'll love work, you. We'll have work a, it out. Have a safe trip, by the way, to Texas. Thank you, thank you so much. And thank you for all your support and all your love uh, all the years and particularly with Manifest too. So um, thank you. Thank you. Well, I love you so much. Right. That's it. Okay. Talk, <laughs> talk to you soon. Take care right, of yourself. Thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to Josh Dallas talk about what it was like being on Manifest, how much he's going to miss it. And yes, I'm three for three. I got him to cry. Not intentionally, I swear, but it's very emotional and hard to say goodbye to these characters and for this cast and crew, which got so close. But it was so interesting to hear about all of the secret things, including a scene that was filmed that he said got cut, which possibly could lead to a spinoff. So who knows what's to come in the future of the world of Manifest. If you haven't seen it already, make sure you head over to Netflix where you can watch all of the seasons of the show, including that epic series finale. 
And make sure you let us know what you thought about it. So comment below and let me know. What do you think about the finale? And where are your thoughts? Are you missing Manifest already? Hopefully there'll be a spinoff soon. So let's keep our fingers crossed. I want to thank Josh Dallas once again for being one of the best humans in the world and coming back on the show to talk about part two. I love him so much. He's such a great person. And I just want to take a moment out to thank him because I know he was so busy and there was so much going on and he spent the time to speak with us. So thank you, Josh, for coming back on. Make sure you check out Manifest, like I said, on Netflix. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you're updated on all of our latest podcasts. And head over to our YouTube channel, hit subscribe, so you're updated on all of our video content. Remember, subscribers will find out when video content goes up first before I promote it. So if you want to find out and be updated on the latest and greatest video content version of all of these podcasts and some bonus content that I put up there, make sure you're subscribed so you're the first ones to find out.